Okay, good to see everyone. We are here learning about, about the Kikore Ha'amuna, fundamentals of faith, and we're in the middle of the discussion about Nevoa, about prophecy. And uh, the section which we're learning today is uh, the 13th Shi'ur in the Sefer Ha'amuna from Rabbi Ramesha Shapira. The title of the Shi'ur is Nevoa as a Continuation of the Experience of Harsina. This is a great topic to learn on Yom Ravi of Parshas Yisra. This week we're going to read from the Torah, Mamad Harsina. And the, the passage which is specifically of, of note is a passage which is not found in this week's Parsha, but found in Parsha Shoftim, in Sefer Dvarim, where it says the Parsha of Navi, of a Navi of a prophet for the future. And the Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to Moshe Rabbeinu, excuse me, rather, says that Hashem will establish for you a prophet like me in the future. Exactly as you asked from Hashem your God at Har Sinai. We don't want to continue to hear the voice of Hashem and this fire of Har Sinai we cannot see because we're afraid. The Jewish people, as you recall, we had the original experience described in this week's parsha at Har Sinai, where we ourselves encountered, heard the Rabbonu Shalom, saw to whatever degree, face to face Hashem spoke to you. We had the experience, and we were overwhelmed by the experience. And we turned to Moshe Rabbeinu and we said, you know, Krav Ata Ushma, you go, you speak to Hashem, and you'll come back and tell us. We can't do it ourselves. So what were we asking for? We were asking for a Navi. We were asking for Moshe Rabbeinu to be the one to speak to Hashem and then to share Hashem's word with us. So the Parsha, Parsha Shoftim says Moshe Rabbeinu, anticipating that his life is not going to last forever. He's already been told that he's not going to lead the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. He tells us, you'll have a Naviim, and those Naviim will be the fulfillment of your own request. You asked for Nevi'im. You said you didn't want to hear, you didn't want to continue to hear, but you wanted that I should hear and share with you. So there will be, after I'm gone, there'll be someone to replace me. He'll be a Navi, he will hear, and he will share with you. That's Nevoa, a continuation of what the Jewish people asked for at Har Sinai, which in a certain sense was a continuation, as we will see, of Har Sinai itself. At Har Sinai, we heard from Hashem. In place of hearing from Hashem, we asked Moshe Rabbeinu if he would communicate with us. And in place of Moshe Rabbeinu, there would be another Navi who would do the same thing. The problem with this, of course, is that no Navi is really continuing, continuing from Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because there's a qualitative difference, which Mir Hashem, we, we continue to see as we will continue in the Rambam's Ikorim, in the Rambam's Principles. There's a qualitative difference between the prophecy of Moshe and that of any other prophet that would arise subsequently. It's one of the principles of faith. You recall the language from Yigdal, the, the poem which we say in Davening, at the beginning of Davening, or the end of Davening at times, which is 13 lines corresponding to the 13 principles, right, which says basically the words that are found at the end of the Torah, Lokombi Yisrael Kemosha od Navi. There was no Navi like Moshe Rabbeinu. One of our cardinal principles, core beliefs, is that only Moshe Rabbeinu had the quality of prophecy to give us Torah. 
the reason why the Torah ends when Moshe Rabbeinu dies is not because the story is over. The opposite. The entire Torah, the entire narrative of the Torah, starting with Parsha Shmos, the entire narrative of the Torah, starting in a certain sense with Parsha's Gracious, is to bring the Jewish people to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu came to the Jewish people with a message from Hashem. I promised your forefathers Eretz Yisrael, you're in Egypt, that doesn't compute. I'm going to take you out. I will take you out, I will redeem you, I will bring you to Eretz Yisrael to fulfill the promise. And the book ends and the Jewish people aren't in Eretz Yisrael. It ends because Moshe Rabbeinu died, not because the story's over. Because even though Sefer Yoshua would complete the journey and the narrative, and we needed Sefer Yoshua, but no one can convey Torah like Moshe Rabbeinu. <laughs> Moshe's prophecy was crystal clear, Aspaklarya Hameira, perfect. When he dies, we're not going to ever get the word of God as clearly as we got it from Moshe. So there's a qualitative difference, and that's where the Torah ends. And which is why, if a prophet comes to you and says, God asked me to convey to you the following mitzvah, it doesn't matter how much you know him, how much you trust him, you kill him. Why? He's a false prophet. There is no mitzvah that will come from Hashem after Moshe Rabbeinu. Ein novi rishoy l'chadesh dover. There's a qualitative difference between Moshe and everybody else. And yet the Torah says, oh, don't worry, just like Hashem asked at Harsin, just like he asked Hashem at Harsinai, you want to hear from me? He's going to continue it through somebody else. What's the value of that continuation? Nevi'im told us the word of Hashem. They spoke to us, so to speak, as in, in, in historical terms about how to, how to see what was coming down the line and so on and so forth. But it's not the same. It's not the same. So if that's the case and it's just you know, this general guidance, so why is it considered to be a continuation, a continuation of Arsina? So uh, the so the foundational principle, which, which Moshe Shapiro said here to answer this question, I'm going to take it in a little bit of different order than the presentation, than the original presentation, the presentation and the shear goes like this. You see, the, the, um, of course there's a difference between <coughs> the quality of prophecy of any prophet and Moshe Rabbeinu. However, they both have the quality of being able to continue Har Sinai. Because in truth, every time we study the Torah, we're supposed to be vying for a continuation of what happened at Har Sinai. Because what happened at Har Sinai was that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was communicating with us real time. Har Sinai wasn't a book that we pulled off a shelf to recall what once happened. At Har Sinai, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was speaking to us live. We had an active communication, a present, real time, in our parlance, communication with the Rabbi Nashalayla. That was the experience of Mamar Har Sinai. Chazal teach us that every time a person studies Torah, they are supposed to try to experience it in exactly the same way. As if you're having a current, real-time communication from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazal teach us halachas that were based on that. 
about the posture a person has to adopt when they learn Torah, about everything about the experience of learning Torah, that it's supposed to be not that we're learning something that was, but we're experiencing something that is right now at this point in time. The reason why Birchas HaTorah, the bracha that we have to make over Talmud Torah, is fundamentally different than any other Birchas HaMitzvah. You make a bracha before you do a mitzvah. You make a bracha, Asher Kishonim says v'tzivanu, to do the mitzvah. Hashem commanded us to do the mitzvah. Birchas HaTorah is a Torah commandment. You're supposed to invoke Hashem's name as you're studying Torah. Why? Because when you're studying Torah, you're supposed to feel like you're in an active engagement with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Said it many times that there are two prongs of the way we serve Hashem. <coughs> one is we pray, and the other one is we study. Beis HaMedrash, Beis HaKnesses, in the Gemara it says, it's ideal for a person to learn and daven in the same place. What's the relationship between the two of them? When you daven, you speak to Hashem. When you learn Torah, Hashem speaks to you. Tell me something, when you daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not real time? It does tefillah have any meaning if it's not real time? It doesn't mean anything. We're, 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 we're saying some kind of pledge of allegiance. We're, we're saying some kind of historical statement, important. God was the God of our fathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. It starts with our God and the God of our fathers. It has to be before It's my God before it's my father's God, even though that's not the chronology, but that's the reality of the experience. Person davens, they're davening about something they need now, about something they want now, and they're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who they believe is listening now. When a person learns Torah, they're supposed to be experiencing it as if they're hearing from HaKadosh Baruch Hu now. This is not a document, it's not a story of what once was. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to us at the time. That's a condition in how Torah is supposed to be studied. What helps to keep our Sinai alive? It's true, we'll never have, again, a Navi like Moshe Rabbeinu. But when there's a Navi, and that Navi is conveying to you a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, today's message, today's message, call Yisrael, do tshuva. Okay, there's nothing radical about that. It's just Hashem's telling it to you today. Call Yisrael, watch out. Watch out for the Midianim. Watch out for the Moavim. Watch out for the Syrians. Watch out for the Iranians. What, what, whatever it would be, plug it in. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's here now. He's communicating with us now. That's the missing piece. And that's the piece which keeps Harsinai going. And Harsinai Hashem spoke to us. The Novi is the continuation of Hashem speaking to us. And while there may be more static on the line, which is why it's not going to have the caliber of Torah, it won't have the quality of the halachas of the Torah, but nevertheless, it's the Rabbi Nishon speaking to us. It's the Rabbi Nishon speaking to us right there and then. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, that's what you asked at Har Sinai. You stepped back from being the one to hear directly from God's mouth to your ears. But you asked that Hashem should continue to speak via me. And I'm going to disappear from the scene, says Maishu Rabbeinu, so Hashem will continue to speak to you via them, via those Nevi'im who are going to come in their place. But it has to stay with a live connection 
between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Jewish people. Now it's true, we don't have Nevi'im anymore. And the Gemara says, the Navi Levav Chachma, it learns from Apostle Gemara Bava Basra, the Navi Levav Chachma, now Nevuah was taken away, but we have a Chacham, we have Chachamim, we have sages. And Chacham Adif Mi Navi, says the Gemara, the sage is even greater than the Navi, greater than the Prophet. What does that mean that the sage is greater than the Prophet? So there's a famous language of the Ramban there in Maseches Bava Basra. Ramayisha used to speak about it all the time, but many spoke about it. Rav Hudner spoke about it all the time. The, 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 uh, the Ramban says as follows. Even though the prophecy was taken from the prophets, which is the vision, the prophecy of sages, that comes not through a vision, but through the path of acquired wisdom, it has not been removed. They know and recognize the truth with the divine spirit that is inside of them. And what the Ramban is describing is not some kind of mystical, magical, close your eyes and guess. We don't believe there's any place for that in the world of Chachamim. We don't have Nevi'im. When we go to somebody, a sage, to ask them something, we have to make sure they know everything. They have all the information. We don't rely on their crystal ball. They'll tell us a as they know our mother-in-law's middle name, you know, and, 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 and therefore suddenly they'll be able to tell us something about it. That's not the way it works. The way it works is they approach it with chachma. But the chachma has an element of ruach ha-kodesh asher b'kirbam, is that when the person, when you and I, and certainly when the chacham, when the sage is studying the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and properly plugging into it, yes, in the whispered Chachma, there's no audible voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but there's still the voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to the person. The Siyata Dishmaya, the divine inspiration, which is seen as giving a tailwind to the learning of Torah, to help us to understand, not to in any way move away from the intellectual attainment, which has to be the process by which we learn, but the extra Ruach HaKadosh Asher Bekirbam, this is, this is, this is it. Any deeper understanding, Rechaim Velozhner said, any deeper understanding that a person has in Torah is called a Chidush, and has within it a Mashahu, a bit of a Nevuah, of something which is understood to be divinely inspired divinely inspired. Yogato Matsasa, there's a divine inspiration which is given to that wisdom. And that's part of this idea of a, an action, an action which comes, uh, which comes, which comes from it. A, 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 not an action, but a, a, a reality, an, an understanding which comes from this Ruach HaKadosh Asher, Asher Bikirba. There's another piece to this. And the other piece to this is that which connects very significantly to the assumption which we developed last week. The assumption which we developed last week was that Nevuah is connected to something called the Seichel HaPoyel, the acting, active <clears throat> intellect. 
It's a language of Rishonim, it's a language of philosophers. The Ramam uses it regularly. He speaks about being medabek, the seichel ha'anushi, the seichel ha'payel. The Navi is where the human intellect gets attached to the seichel ha'payel. What's the seichel ha'payel? Last time we explained, we learned the idea that, you know, usually when it comes to wisdom, wisdom draws upon reality. <coughs> you see something, you make observations, and from those observations you come to certain wisdom, to a certain understanding. I collect my knowledge from the world around me. The wisdom of God is not collected from the world. The wisdom of God is the wisdom that created the world. Hashem b'chachmon, Nisan Eretz. When we speak about istakil bo'raiso bo'ralma, Hashem created the world through the Torah. The Torah isn't a collected wisdom, an observed wisdom. The Torah is a formative wisdom. And the Navi, in that sense, is supposed to create reality. The, the wisdom that we're getting is not from within the box of the world. The wisdom that we get from the Navi is from outside of the box. That which creates, that which develops, that which was that which was behind the bringing of the world into existence. And that's the qualitative difference of nevuah, of the divine wisdom. Because again, it's not derived from the world. The world instead is derived from it. And that's why there's a, an establishing characteristic quality when it comes to nevuah. Nevuah, what's a nevuah? A nevuah is a prophecy. I'm saying this is what's going to happen, and then this is what happens that's prophet, prophecy, 101. What is that? That is the quality of prophecy, which is where the word creates reality rather than just comments on an existing reality. Limur HaTorah is meant to be the same thing. Why? How's that? In a mystical way? Certainly in a mystical way, but in a practical way. Because we have a word for Torah. You know what the word is? Torah. What does that mean? Torah is divine wisdom. But that's not what Torah means. Torah means instruction. To be mora is to guide, not to teach. To guide. The difference between teaching and guiding is, right, teaching, I could teach you ideas. Guide is, this is how you will do. And Torah has a condition, a critical condition. And what's that? doing. When we stood at our Sinai, we couldn't say, Nishma, we will hear. We had to always say, the first word out of our mouth, in a couple of the versions, the only word out of our mouth was, Nasa, we will do. Because a Torah which isn't to do, which isn't expected to turn into reality, is not Torah. Kalomed Almanas lasos, must speak in biyado, to learn with intention to do. Without learning with intention to do, it has no meaning. A person must have a learning which translates into action. The Maral explains that we don't call Torah chachma. We don't call Torah wisdom. Because wisdom doesn't necessarily produce action. Wisdom can be remaining forever on the level of the abstraction. It could just be there. This is the way we see things. Torah is the place we go to describe, 
to form, to chart the course of the rest of our actions. That's a way of viewing it not as an observation of the world from within the box, but the creator of the world from outside of the box. Torah almenas lasos, a Torah which moves us on to do something that sechel hapoel, that's knowledge that acts, that creates, that makes for us a new reality. Without it, it's not Torah. It's Chachma. It's Chachma. Could study nice ideas as an abstraction. But the idea is that it's supposed to be formative. It's supposed to be form and inform the way we act, the way we live. You know, there's a beautiful vart, and with this, um, this we will end. The, um, the, Chassam Seifer said it, and others said it. It says about the Melech, the king, that he should have a Sefer Torah. Everyone's supposed to have a Sefer Torah. The king's supposed to have an extra Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah that he carries with him. It should be with him. The Karabai, and he should read in it, all of the days of his life. Which simply means, every day of his life, he should be reading from the Torah. Some Sefer read it, he said, it should be with him, the Karabai, and he should read in the Torah, the story of his life. Meaning, that his life should reflect completely that which it says in the Torah. <clears throat> Carry it with you all of the days of your life. Study it all of the days of your life so that your life is a reflection of that which is there in the Torah. The Gemara speaks about great sages that they placed a Sefer Torah on their casket, on their orin. And what did they say? <laughs> this person lived that which is written here. That's Torah as a creator, creator of reactions, a creator of values, a creator of the way we live our lives. It's not an abstraction. It's never to be an abstraction. We never said the word nishma without saying nasa first. Our claim to Torah is that it should be the formative influence, the defining influence on everything we do, on the way we live, so that we can read in it the story of our lives, the story of the, of the way our lives are, are lived all the time. Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarach.